One morning, when I showed up at work, there was additional security at the entrance of the building. Also, by the elevators and even on the floor, my desk was on. There were massive layoffs happening that day. And even though I had been with the company for just over three months, I felt this dread come over me. What if this was my last day with the company? And the fear wasn't so much about having to find another job. It was more about what this experience would mean for my self-confidence. Because by being laid off, I thought the company was telling me that I am not needed, that I wasn't contributing enough. That day, I survived the layoffs. Some of my teammates did not. Over the years, I have had other close brushes with layoffs. And I have learned two things. Number one, it is a very common experience. Companies go out of their way to hide it, even from their internal employees. So we might not always hear about them. We might not always know that they are happening, but layoffs happen more often than we think. The second thing, some of the people I have seen impacted were high-functioning, high-caliber employees. They were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. If I were to find myself in a position where I was being laid off, I pray to God I remember these lessons. I remember not to take it personally, not to let it affect my self-confidence and self-esteem, and instead find the focus and energy to move forward. So whether you have experienced layoffs or not, I would recommend you listen to Shilpa's incredible story. In this episode, Shilpa Veer shares her experience of being laid off when she was eight months pregnant. She not only coped with this setback, but came back stronger and more confident. Hi there, you are listening to Unseen Battles, a podcast that brings you behind-the-scenes stories from women leaders. This is your reminder that as you work through your career struggles, you are not alone. I'm your host, Parul Goyal. Every two weeks, I'll bring you raw, honest conversations with a successful leader about a challenge they faced and how it changed them. So, let's get to it. Shilpa Veer is a seasoned product leader and entrepreneur. She's also a career coach and helps people achieve their professional goals. She is an ardent supporter of Women in STEM. Shilpa leads the Women in Product South Bay chapter and is involved in several diversity initiatives at Google. Shilpa, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. You went through a difficult experience where you were laid off from your role. So can you tell us what happened? Yes, I was laid off from my job at Yahoo and it never shows on my record because I ended up getting a job within Yahoo. But it is a very, very interesting incident and something that left a deep mark on me. And I really want to share my story with everyone. Mm -hmm. The year was 2008, Mm -hmm. February, and I was pregnant with my second child. Uh I was four and a half weeks away from my due date. Okay. And I had been feeling a little anxious about the team I was working in. You see, a couple months before then, in December of 2007, 
my team of contractors, which I was leading, had been mm-hmm. disbanded and all my reports had been moved over to India. And I had been put into a new team as part of um, the restructuring and reorganization. Mm-hmm. This new team was actually working on PHP stack, whereas all of my uh, coding experience had been on Microsoft stack. So it wasn't a skill set match in your mind? Yes. And okay. um, I started learning and I was ramping up mm. fine. My husband mm. did talk about, hey, this is not a direct match. Do you really want to tech- change your stack or do you want to look for a new job or something? And I said, mm. look, at this point, with four weeks away from my due date, I actually didn't want to do that. So, uh, and I mm. and I was always always uh, happy to learn new technologies and and broaden my horizons. So I said, okay, I'll take this as an opportunity as a sign, and I was going to read uh, and learn on the new stack. So I was ramping up pretty nicely on the lamp stack and mm. uh, doing just fine. My annual review had come in, and and that was mm. phenomenal as well. So I honestly was not worried about it. I said, sure, I mm-hmm. have a little bit of thing to ramp up, but I'm going to be okay. And uh, I was actually very excited about my pregnancy. And I kind of mm-hmm. had an inkling that my friends were also, um, and my colleagues were organizing some uh, surprise baby showers. And I was, I was, yeah. I was adamant that I was going to be surprised there or not. <laughs> so, was- so Shilpa, were you at Yahoo for a while? Yes. Uh, it sounds like you, yeah, you had a pretty good network. You had friends at work. Yes, and I was very much plugged into Yahoo uh, Yahoo community. Being um, nice. in a being in a leadership position in Yahoo Toastmasters, I had I had friends all over the company as well, and I was very happy. Uh, I have to say that has been one of my best places I've worked with uh, worked at for a while. But so on February fourteenth, which was my anniversary mm-hmm. day. Your wedding anniversary. Yes, it was my wedding okay. anniversary. Yang actually had yeah. layoffs that morning. And okay. I was impacted. Okay. It was out of the blue because, mm. yes, there had been rumors of uh, layoffs for a few weeks. Mm. Um, everybody was telling me, oh, you will be fine. Yeah. And I actually did not expect that at all. So it happened. And So, yeah. Shilpa, before you move forward... How did you find out that you had been impacted? Just like everybody else, which is you get called into a management HR meeting. Okay. My VP was sitting over there and he informed me that the company's plans had changed and my position was impacted. It was a pretty big layoff, actually. Um, And they handed me my papers. And as I went back to my desk, trying to contain my emotions, I actually read the paperwork and it had a special clause which was not there for other employees. And that clause was they had requested me to work for extra four weeks after today, after that day for an extra, I think it was 10,000 or some other dollars and do the knowledge transfer and get the other team up to speed. The team in India where all my work had transitioned. I was still working with them, by the way, while I was ramping Mm. on to the new team. So I was told um, that I would be paid extra if I was willing to stay back for four weeks and and train. And that puzzled me. I said, if what I'm doing is important, why they're letting me go? And do they not know that I'm actually due in about four and a half weeks? Yeah, yeah. So I actually went back and spoke to the HR uh, rep 
I believe it was the HRF or it was the VP. I don't remember exactly. They were both probably there. And I spoke to them about the situation and I said, how can you expect me to work for four and a half weeks while this? Hey, can I actually work two weeks now and then maybe later come on after my maternity leave and do? Can you extend my maternity leave leave a little bit so that my maternity Mm. period is covered? And I think it was at that point that they realized that they had done something that they were not supposed to do, or I don't know what exactly yeah. happened, but I yeah. went back to my desk and about half an hour later, they came to me and said that not only they were revoking that offer, they were actually letting me go the same day. Wow. So that was a big turnaround for them, right? Earlier, they wanted you to stay and help the team on board. Then they're like, all right, we just you, we just don't need you anymore. I, yeah, I think that they realized that I could be a, an HR problem for them. You could be a legal liability. Yeah. Yes. And the news spread and my colleagues started coming and there were tears, there were hugs. Yeah. My manager yeah. came. He was probably, he, he at least looked like he was very shocked with the turn of events. He apologized yeah. that he was not uh, able to help anymore, but he really apologized yeah. and he wished me all the luck. And a friend of mine who was organizing their baby shower, my baby shower, she was on leave. Uh-huh. Once she found out, she actually came back to office hurriedly with an envelope full of money and a card and said, I don't have time to buy gifts, but I don't want you to leave without knowing that we all love you. Wow. Oh my gosh. So sweet. My, I, Being the leader of uh, Toastmasters Club, I was actually invited back later and they also sort of did a farewell for me. So all those Uh farewells actually happened later. But that day, once that happened, I had to give my laptop away. And it had a ton of family pictures. You know, like you you have family pictures. Of course. And I didn't have a way of taking the family photographs away. And I said, look, I don't want any data. I don't want anything. Hmm. I just need my family pictures. So the HR representative went to the Yahoo store, which was downstairs with me. She bought two USB drives of two gig each. And allowed me to take my family pictures off of there. Wow. And then Shilpa, how at that point, a lot had happened. You found out your role is being eliminated. And there was this also thing where they told you, you have to stay for four, ma- four, four weeks. And then they're like, well, no, you leave today. Like what, were, what was going through your head when all of this was happening? I was just trying to make sense of all the things. And I was trying to stay strong because my colleagues were actually sitting in, uh, and crying. Actually, one of those colleagues is now with me in Google. And I remember that she came and she said good and she started crying. And I was like, I was the one who was telling her, it's okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> I, so I felt okay. like I needed to be strong. Otherwise, they'll be, yeah. everybody will be crying. Then it's going to be hard. Yeah. So I took my pictures. I had to call my husband because I hadn't drove to work that day. I had carpooled. Um, and he had to come back to pick me up because... I was there with a box full of stuff sitting in the lobby oh waiting for an hour or so while he showed up. Yeah. And it was my marriage anniversary. So after that, yeah. we went home and then my sister-in-law, she said, you know what? I really don't want you to be alone by you guys today. So she she invited us over. She brought a cake and we actually celebrated my anniversary and layoff that day. Nice. Yeah. You didn't let it impact your plans or well, you actually led to new plans. That you actually ended up celebrating anniversary with family. Well, that particular day, I think it was just, I was numb at that time. And and 
you know, you need some privacy to kind of deal with a lot of things. Yeah. You don't really want to deal in front of everyone. So I think that day it was just fine. It was um, after that, that I had to figure out what the next steps were going to be. And so yeah. I could not, I started applying for jobs and I started getting calls from recruiters. I actually yes. checked my, uh, in my, my paperwork and I was actually eligible for rehire in Yahoo within the next two months as well. I was under the one period. Mm. If I could find mm. a role within Yahoo, then I could go back there as well. So, Shilpa, a quick question. You were like a month and a half away from your delivery. At that point, like what like what prompted you that you wanted to look for a job right away? Like why not wait until after you have had the baby? What was driving multiple you? Multiple things, multiple things. See, hmm. with my first pregnancy, uh, towards the end, I had a medical complication and I was on bed rest and I didn't really enjoy being at home. Uh, with my first Bad. child, I was back to work in, in about eight weeks. Okay. And and so I just figured that I know myself. I like being at work. I like being productive. So that's that's something that I enjoy. The second thing was I kind of took it as a personal challenge in a way. Um, I probably mm. didn't say that out loud to me, but somewhere in the mm. back of my head, I think I was saying, hey, this happened. Was it because of me? Did I not do my work? Mm. Was there something wrong with me? Mm. And I think those are natural emotions that somebody goes through yeah. in such a situation. And I think I had to prove to myself more than anybody that yeah. I was um, I was deserving of a good yeah. opportunity and and responsibility and 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 wow. that's very brave of you, right? Because usually when people internalize failure, their instinct is to run away from the problem. You had the opposite reaction. You were like, "I am going to get another offer right away and prove that I am like I am worthy." So at that point, I had to start figuring out what my next thing, uh, steps were going to be. So I started applying internally and externally. And I had a few mm-hmm. interviews lined up, but I had to push them out because I was very conscious of the fact that if I showed mm-hmm. up in an interview just three weeks away, at that point, it was three weeks away from my due date. If I showed up at that point with looking like that, they're not going to hire me. You see, it's been it's it's it was a few years ago, and and deny mm. as my as much as we want to deny it, as much as we don't want to acknowledge it, these biases do exist. Yeah, they exist even today. I'm sure. Okay. Right, I think they probably exist even without you realizing it that you're making this calculation. Oh, this person won't be available for a while, or they might not be as committed. Yes. Right, the kind of stereotypes. Okay. So I went ahead and started lining up my phone interviews for a while. I basically said, look, I'm traveling right now. I can't do this thing. Hey, can can we schedule something in two weeks or three weeks? And I had my baby, March 21st. And boy or girl? Baby boy. um, Fantastic boy. And from the hospital bed, around it was on the third day, I took my first phone interview. Oh, my gosh. It was um, it was a surgical delivery, so I had I could not be back to work for eight weeks. That's what I was told. But I was like, okay. one way or the other, end of eight weeks, I'm going back to work. <laughs> you will have a you will have a role lined up to go back to. That was your goal. yes. So I okay. started doing phone interviews from there, and I started lining up on sites. Mm. Mm. When my son was two weeks old, after his first mm. baby check, I drove myself to Yahoo headquarters again. For an on-site. 
and it was a full loop I, they did not know they did not know that i just had a baby by the way and i went through the interviews yeah. around the third interview as i was type uh, and and i was it was i was writing coding algorithms i was raising my hand and writing on the whiteboard to maximize the space and as i was doing yeah. that something started hurting yeah. and hurt hurt again and i said something is wrong but at the time i did not want to stop the interview mm. and so i continued through it and everybody tells me that it was a very dumb thing to do perhaps it was but you know uh-huh. <laughs> when i put my mind to something i uh, don't worry about the obstacles so you were a woman with a mission at that point <laughs> yes so i i wrote and finished it and i excused myself to the yeah. bathroom to realize that my surgical wound had opened up oh my gosh your stitch yes. stitch had yes. come undone oh i mean the God. stitches had come out but the wound had looked not fully healed so it had opened oh. up and at that time i'm like i have to do something yeah and guess what i did i actually took some paper i kind of wiped up my thing put a padding on it and went back to the interview room to do, to do the next round wow so you basically like kind of just stopped the bleeding with toilet paper actually paper towel because toilet paper would have just oh paper towel okay well, well that's true yeah. and then you and you oh my gosh okay and i went ahead and this was the hiring manager round yeah. i had the whole conversation i did everything and then from there as i went out uh, i called the doctor got an appointment went over there and they took care of my wound wow okay but guess what i got the offer oh I, I, i'm very glad to hear that with what you had gone through to complete your interview that was the least they could do for you okay so i actually then not only got that offer within the next hmm. week i actually got two more nice and at that okay. point i had a choice to make what job to take mm-hmm. my first inclination was to take the other job because number one it was paying more and second i didn't want to go back to yahoo i felt like i was mistreated or i felt like they were not considerate and they didn't own up yeah. to their mistake i didn't mind them laying me off if there was no, not a business fit but how they handled mm. after that i actually just didn't just didn't uh, appreciate that and and actually uh, some of the yahoo colleagues had reached out and advised me to sue the company they they thought that i had full grounds for suing the company and that there were serious suggestions from my colleagues that i considered that i ended up not doing it because at the time there weren't very many people who would have done such a thing and succeeded in getting hired by another company i just hadn't yeah. seen that today after seeing so many brave women coming out and talking about uh, the mistreatment they have faced in different companies i feel emboldened i f- i now feel that i should have come about and and talk about my story way earlier and even if i had not sued yahoo i would have at least raised awareness about the issue that are going on so i feel like that's a miss on my part um and i'll talk more about that later after after i'm done with the story but but at that point i didn't think that it was a wise career move it felt like it was a career suicide Yeah. And so once I had these three offers and I my inclination was to go back somewhere else. I said I I I'm done with this company. I want to go somewhere and start fresh. Mm. And I had a conversation 
uh, with someone who is very important to me. And he said, look, don't worry about how you feel about how they treated you. Hmm. Look at what you want to do, what's right for you, what works in your Hmm. career plan. And don't let anybody tell you when to leave. You leave when you think it's the right time to leave. Yeah. And that one line, which is, don't let anybody tell you when to leave. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that you decide when to leave, it was such an empowering line. Mm-hmm. I felt like the power was in my hands. Yeah. And after looking at childcare situation, after looking at the benefits, the health insurance, the perks, even though Yahoo mm-hmm. was giving me a little bit of total com- lower com- total compensation, overall it was a better mm-hmm. opportunity, better fit. And so I ended up joining a new team in Yahoo. Got it. Okay. I did let the hiring manager know about my situation. And I said, if um, if I were to join, it will be around six more weeks before I can join. And he didn't flinch. He was the most gentleman person I know. So within the same company, I have, I have seen many different people. And I think it's true. Everywhere there are yeah. good people and there are some careless people, for the lack of a better word. <laughs> And so then, Shilpa, what was your experience the second time around? Like emotionally, you I mean, you made the decision, right, that this is what's right for you right now. And you are in control of making that decision. But once you started working for the company again, did you have any residual feelings that you had to deal with? For a while, I did not want to go in the direction of my old building. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, but I I was very happy in my new team. I actually respect my new manager quite a bit. A few months later, a company that I had applied to back in February reached out. It was HP. And uh, through negotiations, they ended up actually creating a new role for me and offering me a much bigger salary. But I was actually hesitant to take that. I said, this manager gave me an opportunity at when I needed it. He didn't flinch if I was going to join in six weeks or seven weeks. He said, he basically said, take all the time. You come when you're ready. And Uh I didn't want to leave that guy. So I actually went back to him. uh, And during my one-on-one, I mentioned that there was such an offer on the thing and that I was turning it down because I respect him a lot and I want to stay here. And he actually said, you know what? There is another layoff coming. and usually." I know ahead of time who's getting impacted. This time I have no indication. It's happening uh, in a couple, uh, uh, and I have no idea. I might be the one going on out this time. Mm. So please don't stay on my behalf. Do take this opportunity. It is very good for you. And I was worried. I said, I, but I only spent six months in the team. Wouldn't you have to go through this yeah. all over again? He said, don't worry. You go and you do what's right for your career. Do not stay for me. I appreciate you saying that, but I want you to take it. If you, if you think it's the right, if you want to stay, stay, but if you think it's the right one, go ahead. And guess what? That person was impacted. I ended up going back to the swap. That's why it's never on my job record because before it can even come into effect, I was back at my new role. Shilpa, it sounds like, you know, a case of where life gave you lemons and you made lemonade. Uh, But emotionally, going through something like this, right, where you felt like you were treated unfairly, you were actually taken aback by what happened. Um, 
people can like we talked about it it's easy to internalize it as i am doing something wrong like what advice would you have for somebody else who might, who might be going through something similar i think the first advice that i'm going to give is don't suffer in silence this is something mm-hmm. that we all do both men and mm-hmm. women we think mm-hmm. that we are the only ones facing this unique challenge and what's happening has something to do with us and if we were to mm-hmm. talk about it people will judge us or people will think that there was uh, that we had we were not up to the mark but I, this shame associated to it yes. right there are a lot of reasons why these things happen and most of the time it's actually not your failure it's the failure of company's leader to not have the right strategy not have the right planning over hiring restructuring all of those things they are always pretty much unless it is a performance related thing and even in that case it could be just a really mismatch between where you shine and what the company needs yeah. such a great point right it could be a misfit it's still not you it's just you're in the wrong place yeah because if you yeah. they say right if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree the fish is going yeah. to fail yeah but i do feel that whenever there is a performance mismatch of course there is much more that's going into play it could be a bad manager it could be uh, unclear expectations it could be lack of support it could be um, just a bad fit so many things so even in that case mm. i would not tell anybody that it was your fault yeah yeah but coming back to this particular incident layoffs are far more common than we realize i actually yeah. just had a, a past colleague from yahoo who is in another mm-hmm. company reach out to me and say i was impacted today can you refer me in your company it is happening whether it's announced outside or not it, these things happen all the time and most of the time it actually is not related to you yeah so just just knowing that if it happens to you like it it's not it might it might be because of reasons that have nothing to do with you yeah a friend of mine she was promoted and then laid off uh, right after the promotion yeah. announcement as part of restructuring in in microsoft and she did went up going back to the role and got her promotion and everything like she had similar i mean barring the drama she had a going back story as well all i would say is that whether or not you think this is has anything to do it helps to talk with people you trust they are your mm-hmm. cheerleaders they will help you believe in yourself again they will help you make connections uh, they will help you figure out things if nothing else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you will and if you talk to other people you will realize that pretty much most of the people that we know have gone through such a such an experience in yeah. life and and we connect we bond over these things yeah. we we draw inspiration from each other so just talk about this a little bit more and and i didn't talk about my story for the longest time but now i feel that had i spoken earlier maybe i would have brought comfort to somebody else which is one of the reasons why i'm talking about it today yeah thank you so much uh, for that shilpa you're absolutely right you know when we go through some negative experiences there is so much just like this feeling of i am doing something wrong this this fear and shame associated to it that we don't really share it broadly and when we do we realize oh this is a pretty common experience right it shapes who we are uh, like it, i guess it's something to talk about rather than hide from it yeah absolutely one well, so i will tell everybody 
Number one, turn your failures into an inspiration. Draw power mm-hmm. from it. A lot of times I'm told, oh, you have a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason for my confidence is I have overcome several failures in life, throughout my life. And now I'm confident that, yes, while I can't stop a failure from coming my way, hey, I'm actually in product management. I fail more than I succeed. But I can overcome it. Yeah, the more failures you overcome, the more confidence you have in your abilities, the more powerful you feel and the bigger risks you are willing to take. Now, what a wonderful uh, reframing. Sushilta, I wanted to ask you, I know you have a, you do a lot of things. You're very active on LinkedIn, on Clubhouse. Um, I know you're a, a, an instructor for uh, for product school. That all, I think you also are a coach. Uh, if our if our audiences want to learn more about you, how can they find you? I'm pretty much on all platforms. I'm not active on all platforms, but at least my handle exists on all the platforms. Um, okay. So I'm very active on LinkedIn. Yes, I'm always a little slow mm-hmm. in responding to messages, but I'm very active on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So they can mm-hmm. find me there. They can go to my website, which is shilpavi.com and send me a message mm-hmm. or book some time with me from there. And mm-hmm. I'm also kind of active, semi-active on Instagram. I, I, I enjoy the fun visual aspect of in, Instagram. So I'm also on Instagram as Shilpa Veer. Nice. And uh, Shilpa, do you want to talk about your uh, coaching practice? Yes. So as, yeah. as somebody would know by looking at my LinkedIn, I have worked in many different companies. I've worked in startups. Uh-huh. I've worked in big companies. I have changed career from engineering over to product management. And throughout this whole journey, I've also become, by the way, an interviewer for the companies that I've worked with. So throughout this mm-hmm. whole journey, having firsthand experience of many, many interviews, I came to develop my own frameworks, my own methods, my own best practices, and also for career coaching, I've realized what works, what doesn't work. I actually did interviews of several people who promoted and who made promotion decisions and and uh, put together some strategies on how women get promoted at work. And uh, I, I speak mm. about that in many different forums as well. So as I started doing this, more and more people started reaching out and I ended up creating a business around it. So I coach women who are trying to get their foot in the door, who are trying uh-huh. to level up, who are trying to reach their potential. And and men too. Yeah. I, I don't wow. do bias. It isn't. <laughs> nice. It's an equal opportunity yes. coaching. Um, I remember your post about a startup founder you had coached who ended up getting a, like an over a million dollar comp offer from a, one of the fang companies, which was just super impressive. Uh, and your coaching played a big role in it. Yeah. So, so congratulations. Yeah, when she came to me, um, she had she was she's a brilliant lady. I love her. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. But she was targeting mm-hmm. for junior product manager positions because mm-hmm. she didn't think that that um, the work she had done, which was the CEO of a hot startup before it died, mm-hmm. uh, qualified her for a higher level role. And I was like, why? And so we worked uh, on on the limiting beliefs. We worked on on understanding the value um, that she brought, understanding the skills uh-huh. that she had. And through that, mm-hmm. she was able to position herself um, and get a really amazing package at a very, very awesome company. Wow, what a great testimonial to what you can do as a coach. Shilpa. Thank you.
And Shilpa, thank you so much for sharing this unseen battle, this very difficult experience that you went through with our audience. I hope many of them will draw inspiration from it. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure being here. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast. Also, help me spread the word by sharing the episode with a friend you think would like it.